to Wake Up with Songbird. This is the place we go to heal, to transform, and to have meaningful and insightful conversations. Join me today as we talk about healing our childhood trauma. Welcome to Wake Up with Songbird, the podcast. I'm Songbird Grandmother, and today we're going to be talking about childhood trauma and the signs that linger into adulthood, how to recognize these signs, and how ancestor altars can help with the healing of childhood trauma. So something I've noticed in my practice as a shamanic healer is that so many people are suffering with childhood trauma, especially healers. Healers tend to have a lot of childhood trauma because this is one of the ways that we develop our psychic or intuitive skills is because as children, we had to heighten our ability to sense things, know things, see things, and feel things as a way of survival and safety. So in my practice, I work with a lot of psychics and healers and people who have heightened intuitive gifts. And the biggest problem that stands in their way is unresolved childhood trauma. Because when you have heightened childhood trauma, it will lead to a whole lifetime of poor, unfulfilling, chaotic relationships lack of trust in others, mood changes, and emotional instability, problems with focus, attention, and concentration, problematic substance abuse, anger, and aggression. And if we look in our society here in North America, specifically in America, we're going to see these symptoms everywhere. And especially post-2020, we're seeing these symptoms really manifest at a rate that is alarming. We're seeing a lot of aggression and anger. We're seeing substance abuse on the rise. We have the children, especially, who are having problems with focus, attention, and concentration. A lot of times we call that ADHD or ADD. Mood changes and emotional instability. That's a huge one in our culture. People will go from one mood to the next. And unfortunately, what happens when you have emotional instability and mood changes, you are more likely to be conned, hustled, taken for. And we see this a lot, actually, with corporations and marketing. It's about getting you to feel something, change a mood so that you buy something that you later regret, which then often leads to poverty and financial instability. And the biggest one that I see for this is the lack of trust in others. We are an untrusting society, and it's because most people are operating out of childhood trauma and unresolved issues from their past. And of course, unfulfilling and chaotic relationships are pretty much the norm. It's very rare that we see whole, healed, healthy, happy relationships. 
In fact, it's pretty much the normal if you go from relationship to relationship to relationship and just keep living these patterns of suffering, having multiple partners and feeling drained, used, and unfulfilled. And it's a very sad state because of the fact that in order to really heal your childhood trauma, we have to get to the root of this trauma. And this trauma is often something we're born with because we're born into families who have these unresolved traumas and it just continues to pass on to generation to generation to generation. Especially if we think about children of Native American descent, African American descent, or descents um, from war-torn countries, immigrants, which is most of our society. Most of the people here coming from other countries came here from trauma, from starvation, from famine, from war, colonization. Because what happened to North America happened to Europe way before, thousands of years before it came over here. And by the time those ancestors came over here, they had been through so much trauma and coming to North America was the new beginning. However, their new beginning was based off of a massive genocide and massacre. And instead of healing these childhood traumas, these ancestral traumas, these wounds that have left deep scars in our lineages, we have decided to cover them up with consumerism, greed, selfishness, survival, and this leads to misery. Another thing about childhood trauma that lingers into adulthood is that it leads to depressive disorders, anxiety disorders, and obsessive compulsive disorders. I don't know, we'll just sit on that one, right? Because depressive disorders are rampant. Most people live in a state of depression. Anxiety and depression often go together. And the obsessive compulsive disorder is that high instinct to be perfect in everything that you do. And then you lead yourself up to failure because you will never be perfect. And then we also talk about control. And really, the root of all this is control. Because when we have a lot of control, we have a lot of trauma. Control comes from that first childhood wound where we were so devastated, so hurt, so wounded and made to feel terrible that the child says, I never want to experience that again. And it sets us up for a whole lifetime of never wanting to experience pain. Because in the human experience, we are either running towards pleasure or running away from pain. And unfortunately, when we run away from our pain, it has nowhere to go. It doesn't leave our body. It stays in there. And just think about in our DNA how much pain is stored inside of those cellular memories, inside of our hearts, inside of our livers, inside of our vital organs. 
those energies go somewhere. And there are things pumping through the major life organs that we have. So when we have heart disease, we have heart pain. When we have liver disease, we have liver pain. When we have pancreas disease, we have pancreas pain, and so on and so forth. And I want you to think about that because your organs hold memories. They hold energies. They hold trauma. And as we heal our traumas, we are also healing our mental bodies, our physical bodies, our spiritual bodies, our emotional bodies, and our spiritual bodies. So when I was starting out in college, I was a psychology and sociology major. And one of the things that always stood out to me about psychology is that it is really a scientific study. That's what most of psychology is. When you study psychology, it's all these human and animal psychological studies that they do on people to try to understand something that is so big. The human psychology, the human mind, the way it operates is so complex and there's so many working parts to it. But the one reason that I didn't want to pursue psychology in my master's program was that I felt the biggest hole that psychology was missing was spiritual. Most people have a spiritual hole. And so when you look at programs like AA, it's attempting to, and in most cases, and very a lot of cases, it's successful because it's a spiritual program. It incorporates spirituality because it recognizes that substance abuse has a spiritual component. And the spiritual component to it is trauma. It's trauma. Childhood trauma, generational trauma, ancestral trauma, it's trauma on all levels. And so it's something we're born into, and it's something we experience, and it's something that when we understand and we have compassion, love, and kindness for ourselves, we can heal and we can start to live a healthier, happier life. Because imagine if you didn't have unfulfilling or chaotic relationships. Imagine that situation. Imagine if you had fulfilling relationships. Imagine if your relationships were not dramatic and traumatic and coming and going. If they were stable, if they were loving, if they were kind if they were reciprocal, if it was based on giving and receiving. Just feel that vibration. Imagine if you could trust others because you trusted yourself. You trusted the divine. You trusted the spirit world. That leads to better decisions. That leads to healthy, whole relationships. That leads to financial abundance. Because when you don't trust, you don't trust anything, you don't trust anyone, and it leads to a feeling of uncertainty and survival. 
mood changes, and emotional instability. When you make decisions based on your emotions or your mood that can change like the weather, you are not going to have a healthy, successful future. And the reason why is because you cannot make good, healthy decisions on your mood because it will change like the weather. And your mood is not stable. One day you're up, one day you're down, one day this, one day that. And that leads to a lot of, you know, ups and downs and all arounds. And when we have a lot of trauma, we change moods because that's what we grew up in. When you have problems with focus, attention, and concentration, you can't create anything of substance because you will go from one idea to the next idea one emotion to the next emotion, one house to the next, and you will never focus. And so when we have problems with focus, attention, and concentration, we must go into the root of why it is that we're like that, what it is that we can do to calm our mind, to focus our attention, and to get to the heart of what we really want to achieve in this lifetime. And of course, if you have substance abuse problems, that will just destroy your whole life. And many people die from their substance abuse. When you have anger and aggression, that's just a ticking time bomb for your heart. It's a ticking time bomb for your relationships. And it's a ticking time bomb for your health, happiness, and good vibrations. You can't have good vibrations with anger and aggression. And so the thing about the spiritual field or this new emerging spiritual awakening is that if we don't heal these childhood traumas, these ancestral traumas, these things that we are born into, that is not pure spirituality. That is not spirituality because spirituality is about uncovering, discovering, and bringing the light into those dark spaces. And without the light that shines and says, yes, I had childhood trauma. Yes, I have generational trauma. Yes, I have ancestral trauma. And I don't want this to lead me. I want to heal this. I want to form a relationship with those things that I have been shoving deep down inside of me. And now it's time to heal. And so one of the things that has really helped me on my own personal journey, but also the thousands of people that I've helped up till now, is reconnecting to your ancestors. And most people who I talk to, when I say that, the first thing they say is, I don't know who my ancestors are. <laughs> I don't know who they were. Uh, if you were adopted, you really don't know who they were. And so I always say, it doesn't matter that you don't know who they were. You don't have to start with knowing anything. Because one of the things I was shown very early on in my shamanic healing journey is that 
you don't have to know your ancestors because your ancestors know you. And when you just start the connection, they will lead the way. They will help you. They will honor you. They will respect you when you honor and respect them. And what you have to really work hard towards is really that first step is trust. That's the hardest step is that you trust that even though you can't see the spirit world, the spirit world is there. A bigger blockage in our society is religion, specifically Christianity. Because in Christianity, one of the things that it stole from us is the belief, the recognition, the honoring of the ancestors. See, in my Korean lineage, that is the foundation, is your ancestors and doing ancestral rituals, doing ancestral ceremonies and healings so that we can have better fulfilling lives. And the funny thing about it is that it's still there, but what I have seen because of colonization, because Korea has been colonized, is the infiltration of Christianity. And so in Korea, it's still 50-50 between Buddhism and Christianity. But when I lived in Korea as an English teacher, what I noticed was that a lot of my students would tell me, I don't believe in anything. I believe in myself, which I believe we would call that more like atheism. And when I dig further, they said it was because, you know, they don't identify with Christianity because it's like foreign to them. It's a foreign figure. It's a foreign religion. It's not exactly in alignment with the culture. And they don't believe in Buddhism either because Buddhism, even though it's an older religion, it is also um, something that came into Korea and then it assimilated into Korea but a lot of students didn't actually identify with it. And so what it led to was kind of this confusion about their identity. Am I Christian? Am I Buddhist? I'm not this, I'm not that. And then I you know, thought about America and how we too have had these things imposed into us. Not so much Buddhism, but Christianity. And if we go back into history, everybody who came here, regardless of, you know, what their color of their skin is or their race or any of that stuff, they all come from cultures that were what they call pagan or um, earth-based or indigenous or native and all those cultures didn't originally have this, you know, religious part. It was more spiritual because when you go into the history of Europe before colonization there, it was indigenous. If we go into a lot of those places like Spain, 
They were the Basque people who were indigenous people and they were colonized. And through the colonization process, they lost their heritage, their language, their everything. And there's only like a little pocket of them somewhere. And so when we look at the history of the world, colonization in Europe happened thousands of years before it came over here. But the underlying foundation and those ancient ancestors were indigenous. They were tribal people. They were people who worshipped the earth, the mother goddess. They were people who worshipped their ancestors. They had practices. They had ceremonies. They had rituals. They had altars. They had ways of connecting to their ancestors. And this is why I believe and what I see in my shamanic practice is people are returning to the ancestors. Why? Because the ancestors are waking us up. They are coming back and they are saying, it's time to remember who you are. And this is what's coming up is that because of the decimation of our culture and our cultures, we have to go deep inside of ourselves to find our ancestors, to connect to our ancestors, to allow them to help us. And so if you have European blood, you almost have to dig way deeper than people who have indigenous or African ancestors. And the reason is, is because of the time that, you know, that's happened way longer and the, all the generation trauma on top of it because of this foundation that everybody had their identity, their spirituality, their culture, their tradition stolen. And some Europeans, you know, that are from different countries where these rituals and things are intact, they have a better and easier time connecting. But for the vast majority of Americans of European descent, it takes a lot of work to get there. And so today for this podcast, I'm just going to go over some basics. And if you want to go deeper, then you'll have to schedule a one-on-one or attend a ceremony where I go into these things deeper. But I started this podcast because I want to help people to understand these principles better. And I want to connect with people. And I want to help our ancestors and our world reclaim our original, indigenous, authentic spirituality. And it's not going to look like traditional spirituality because it can't okay a lot of people come to me and they say well I want to go to a native ceremony or I want to do this and I want to do that I want to you know experience that and if that's for you then the spirit world will determine that and invite you however for the vast majority of people you will never have that experience that is something closed and sacred and held by those traditions and those people And it's not really for the mass public because it's sacred. It's that particular uh, tradition, that particular culture, that particular uh, lineage. And in fact, you can learn those things. But what I have 
discovered is that if you don't have the blood of those lines and the lineage and the ancestral keys, as I call them, you're really not going to understand because I've seen a lot of non-Indigenous people go to those ceremonies. And as much as they appreciate and love them and can enjoy them, they're never going to fully understand them. Because when we go to ceremony, it's something that happens is not physical, but spiritual. It's something that awakens within us. And so when we hear a certain song or we do a certain dance or we go to a sweat lodge or we're hearing an ancient story, it's not something that can be taught. It's only something that can be awoken, transferred. It can only come from the inside out. So a lot of times those teachings, when you hear them, they sound really simple, but they're profound because of what the energy and the spirit behind it is and how it reconnects you to your ancient, authentic, original self. And that's, I believe, something that happens when you connect to your original DNA. So if you're somebody looking to reconnect, then you reconnect to the ancient parts of your culture. If you're German, you want to go into the German ancestry. If you're French, you want to go into the French ancestry. You want to try to find those things that awaken your spirit. And they come from your blood. And, you know, a lot of us are, are mixed, right? Like I'm Native American, I'm Korean, I have a little bit of Spanish blood, and even Italian blood. So when I connect to those cultures, I can feel something. I can feel the depth, and it awakens something every single time when I connect to the ancient, the true, the authentic. And you don't have to go somewhere you don't have to buy a rock, a crystal, a sage, a whatever. <laughs> you don't have to do those things. We have to get out of the consumerism of spirituality. Okay, Those things help. They do, if we do them right. But even more importantly is your connection to nature. It's your connection to your heart. And it's your connection to yourself. You have to know yourself in order for these things to work. So first thing I'm going to recommend in this first episode is that you first start with your ancestors. If those symptoms that I mentioned are hitting home and you know that you're sick of suffering, then I want you to do an ancestor offering. And I don't want you to get caught up in the who, what, where, when, how of it, okay? It's got to come from your heart. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to sit down. You're going to get quiet. Everybody is afraid to get quiet, but you got to get quiet. And you got to connect to your heart, do some breathing, and say, Spirit world, ancestors, great spirit, God, whatever word you identify with. I'm hurting and I need help. I'm tired of suffering from this generational and childhood trauma and I'm ready for happiness and peace in my life. 
and I need your help. You come sincerely. You come with a real pure heart. You don't want nothing. You don't want money. You don't want fame. None of that. That can't come into this space. You have to just come with a pure heart of, please help me. And I'm so grateful for this life, for this breath. I know a lot of people don't make it through this life. And a lot of people don't have the opportunity to heal. My family is hurting. And I want to be the one to heal it. Help me. To go with that grateful, pure, honest, help, helping energy. And then you're going to give your ancestors something. You're going to give them water. You're going to give them food. You're going to give them tobacco if they like that. You know, whatever your family grew up with, whatever you grew up with, whatever you like that you know they like, like that. Okay. And where are you going to put this food? Well, if you have an altar, we'll talk more about altars in next episodes. But if you don't have an altar, you put it outside. Okay. And when you put it outside, you let it go. You understand that you're not feeding yourself. Okay. You're feeding your ancestors. You're feeding the nature spirits. You're feeding Mother Earth. That's what an offering is. You are feeding the sacred. And then you let it go. You don't have any attachment to it. You let it go. And you say thank you. And then you watch for signs and symbols. And you keep doing it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening to my first podcast here, Wake Up with Songbird, Signs of Childhood Trauma and How the Ancestors Can Help You. I wish you the best in everything that you do. Please stay tuned for more episodes. You can find me on all social media platforms. Love and blessings. Thank you for joining me on Wake Up With Songbird, Episode 1, Signs of Childhood Trauma, and How to Heal with an Ancestor Offering. Please join me on all my other social media networks and at my website, songbirdgrandmother.com. I want to wish you the best in your healing journey and welcome to the awakening.